0: Welcome to the Brother, Brother, Brother podcast. I'm your host, Wyndham Lewis, and I'm here today with my brother, Christian Lewis. It's a Brother, Brother podcast. Today, Christian's teaching me about grime. You can learn more about the podcast at brotherpod.com. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook, and it's extremely helpful if you rate and review us on iTunes. Now, Christian, teach me about grime. Brother, brother brother podcast today christian is teaching me about grime christian what is grime music oh well thank you for asking
1: grime is a, an english rap genre that originated in the early 2000s um and it's a sound that sort of reflects this london mega city that's bustling with you know all these different sort of cultural influences um I think it combines a few uh, sort of large core elements, um, sort of at its heart. The first is uh, Jamaican dancehall music, or what the Brits would call—and I'm translating for everybody here—West Indian dancehall mm-hmm. music. Um, now, you know, I, I think American audiences are actually much more familiar with this genre these days due to the popularity of artists like Sean Paul and Rihanna, Popcan and uh, Major Lazer. Chaba ranks. Shaba ranks, yeah, exactly, um, and uh, you know, in London, by and large, this came from the you know Caribbean immigrant communities who settled predominantly in, in East London, um, and then the second major set of influences was this sort of British rave music of the 1990s, which you know I think can be broken down even further into into sort of two two sort of uh, different. Major arteries within uh, within rave music one is drum and bass which has this sort of like monstrous electronic party music um, it's got all these break beats which are basically just loops fashioned out of uh, sort of percussive breakdown sections of other songs and then UKG which stands for UK Garage although and I'm translating for you again in England they call it Garage mm. um, thanks for that distinction oh, you're welcome Um and they do that because, uh, because English accents are silly. Um, <laughs> usually this has like a 4-4 four, four percussive rhythm, and, you know, shuffling hi-hats, cymbals, snares, and kick drums. Um, and, you know, the other feature of this that I think sort of really shines through in grime is, is this chopped up, like, uh, time-shifted or pitch-shifted vocal track. Um, And, you know, the last sort of element, I think, is really its speed, which is like around 130 to 140 beats per minute. So, you know, dubstep is also sort of a little bit present. Sometimes you have this off-kilter, staggering, like, musical beat. Um, And then really I think what's interesting is that, you know, what ultimately made all of what made Grime, I guess, different from Garage or, um, uh, or or these other sort of electronic genres is really the fact that, like, the MCs took over the beats um, and the rapping itself was sort of the most forward, the, the most important part of these tracks. Um, and I was always sort of, you know, dependent on how important textures and, and sort of local parlances for, for these MCs. So you have these jerky and kind of percussive vocals that almost serve as an instrument themselves, and then these super localized, like, dialectic differences, um, which I think are very specific to, to you know, the English, uh, uh, the English environment that they sort of grew up in. And the cool part about that, I guess, is, like, it reminds me a lot of um, the evolution of rap in the U.S., in the Bronx, right, where you have, like, DJs who are the first time cutting up tracks and really playing a, a a big or an important role and then mcs were sort of there to you know they were um uh ornamental at first you know mm-hmm. um and then all of a sudden you finally have an mc you can like ray rhymes
0: well they were kind of they were i mean this was party music so they were the mcs were really there to sort of they were hype men almost I yeah think. exactly and you know they i've I was watching
1: a documentary recently in which the guy... Uh, in which one of these early MCs is describing... And this is in the Bronx, but, I mean, he's sort of describing how, like, you know, when when he sort of ran out of stuff to stay, he was like, hey, uh, you know, Janie, like, your lights are on in the parking lot kind of thing. <laughs> and just basically, like, doing any kind of, you know, em- literally MCing an event, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, you know, eventually... As, I mean, similarly in grime, in I guess, you know, MCs sort of took over and started writing rhymes that really became sort of the substance of, of these tunes. The stories and the life, you know. Exactly. Um, anyway, so the, the finished product, I guess, is that you have this sort of clatter of like syncopated drum claps, uh, these jagged or angular sort of vocal yelps, and then these machine bursts. And, you know, grime vocalists sort of mimicked the speed of the underlying music, I think, um, which leads to these sort of turbocharged... Uh, lyrical deliveries that, that were really racing to meet or match I guess the the backing tracks that that sort of thumped along at one hundred and thirty or one hundred and forty beats per minute, which I also think is significant because it's like you know that is when you think about it a slightly elevated human heartbeat. Um, so there's a really sort of natural intensity that that comes with this music that sort of gets your feet moving and you know I think has often resulted in your faithful host uh, dancing very strangely. Mm.
0: Um, well, I get actually one clarification question, which is, is this reproducible live? I mean, is there a good, is there sort of a a solid, uh, you know, culture of, of performance around it? Definitely.
1: And and this was really like, so it, it basically, you know, much like, so these tracks would get laid down in, in clubs, and then you would have MCs who would come up, and, and they would, you know, sort of, I say, freestyle in air quotes, um, they were they were uh, rehearsed. rehearsed rhymes, but they were you know very much delivered as sort of battle raps and sort of chopped up and, and combined with other things that you know were specific to other MCs with whom maybe they were competing or with whom they were um, uh, with whom they were performing. Um, but I think actually with that, this would be a great time. Let's let's take a listen to Dynasty Cruise's uh, song Barefaced Dynasty," which is a really great example of this sort of hybrid sound that we were just talking about.
0: Right.
2: You show some fucking respect, Drew Tiger. If I don't like it, then I don't want it, I won't pretend I'm barefaced, whoop. No, we're not evil. my crew's evil, take out your people, barefaced, war. And if they ain't with then they don't get me, I'm like a Rolex, barefaced, war. If I gotta do me, then I gotta do me, this is my life, I'm barefaced, whoop. I don't like it and I don't want it, I won't pretend I'm barefaced War No we're not evil, my crew's evil Take out your people, Barefaced war And if they ain't got me then they don't get me I'm like a Rolex Barefaced face If I gotta do me then I gotta do me This is my life I'm barefaced Woo! You're always complaining They day are saying Everything the same with you all these shots that I got, that mounts about the shots that I drop and complains is you. It's bad for business. It's slow down my business. I ain't taking that mad. I'm not business. I'm my business. I'm a business. All these shots like you that's just always trying to take you. You're acting for a flick. You never got loot. You're loose. And every time we leave, you always chatting shit. It's always the same thing with you. Look, if you don't like it and you don't want it, then just don't say.
0: Welcome back to the Brother, Brother, Brother podcast. Today I am ha- getting a lesson in grime. I'm finding out, finally, what the hell grime is. Grime music. And uh, um, help me out. Map out the sort of, I don't know, the building blocks of this thing. Who who were the people that started this? Like, uh, you know, I sort of, I, I always see it in print. I, I don't really think I, I heard the music as much as I read about it. Well, um, you know,
1: I think the, the, the I guess the, the godfather, appropriately, um, you know, is, is a guy named Wiley. And, you know, he really sort of invented this stuff. And he was the first person, I think, to, to use the label and about whom, you know, grime was sort of attributed to him. And he actually personally calls it Esky, um, which is short for Eskimo. Uh, which is itself shorthand for um, a sort of emotional coldness, which I think is really interesting. Um, And, you know, it's a a description I've heard that I really enjoyed years ago was um, somebody likened it to battlefield surgery uh, in that it is gruesome but necessarily precise. Mm. Um, And, you know, topically I think it sort of addressed survival uh, rather than, Love so there's a grittiness about it, and I think that really contrasted with the with that there was that sort of pop hip hop. I'm thinking of like Ja Rule and Ashanti, mm-hmm. like uh, Fat Joe and Ashanti for that matter as well. Um, you know, we're we're really making these sort of like super saccharine, shitty pop hip hop songs. And don't get me wrong, I have a soft spot for them. Um, but that was really what was playing on the radio. You know, for for kids who were interested in in hip hop um, in the UK back in the early two thousands, and I guess late nineties, early two thousands. You know, and then grime artists were sort of they were more focused on on the sort of uh, immediacy of of you know their own lives and like the fact that yeah it was a struggle to grow up in a massive city with 20 million people you know poor in east london and you know they they really this did start in east london's council estates um which uh, i guess i should probably translate for american listeners yeah projects there you go um yeah exactly um but you know geographically i think as as it developed over time Um, You know, it became more popular and spread, uh, particularly through like pirate radio stations, underground radio, um, you know, the non-BBC stuff um, to other major cities. So like Birmingham, Nottingham, Leeds, Sheffield, Bristol and Manchester became sort of, you know, they developed their own scenes. And with it, that's sort of where I think when I when I was talking about local dialects, I mean, you can talk a little bit more, I, I think, even than I can about like how. How fragmented
0: dialects are in the UK. Well, you can sort of pinpoint. I mean, it's it's a favorite and a, absolutely a favorite pastime of every British person is to hear half a sentence from somebody and be able to tell you yeah. exactly where they're from. And um, it, there is uh, there is an absolute. Uh, I mean, this is this is. Something that everybody I know who's British uh, knows about each other is yes. exactly where they come from by the first three words that they
1: speak. They up. love doing each other's accents. It's no, it's funny. We were, we were actually out at a, a bar the other day, and you know there were some guys who were watching uh, Man City play Man United, yeah. and it was like, I mean, just subtitles the- required. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, totally. And that's how I feel about a lot of grime. To be honest with you, I mean, it's it's not always uh, easy for me to understand what's uh, what's being said. Um, but, you know, I, I think it, 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 it's, it's really interesting because it, this attention to sort of the daily struggles that's born out of, like, not maybe social discord, but, like, a really difficult economic circumstance kind of reminds me of the way that, like, punk emerged in the 70s in the UK.
0: Yeah, like a, a angry, well, I mean, you piss off enough young people and they make, start making music. <laughs> and they start making pissed that's off a, music. That's, that's, my, uh, that's my oversimplification of the day. Yeah, I mean, and it, it's, it's funny because I, I was
1: thinking about that theme a little bit and, you know, the fact that, okay, so in a lot of ways this does, this is the sort of, like, urban kid version, you know, it's, it's the exact same demographic almost of, you know, it's, it's poor kids from cities who are sort of started making this this kind of music. Um, and then I started thinking that, no, wait, there are actually two parallels here. The other is that, like, the most intense fans of this genre argue that their music's best moments passed in complete obscurity, and that the major label <laughs> attention that they are now getting, and the inevitable Ruin pressure everything. to please mainstream audiences, yeah, exactly, uh, presages the total doom and demise of the art form. <laughs>
0: yeah, well,
1: you know, everybody was a sellout. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, I'm sure that the hardcore fans of Grime are really pleased with this podcast, by the way. Um, but anyway, let's, uh, let, actually, I want to play another, uh, play another song here, um, which is a a classic of the, of the genre And really one of, the, one of the Prodigies who got this whole thing started Back with Wiley, a guy named Kano um, And this song is called P's and Q's
2: Some manners don't like me, they try to badmind me When Kano comes to town All I say is mine's right and they lose the limelight When Kano comes around Some tracks screw me or even see me But it don't work cause the crowd don't boo me You ain't a true G, I'm too deep out can Kano stay on the ground I ain't like most that roll around I kicked off I hold it down But we're still gully, the only pop you'll hear from us is but. Hu- hu- Pop them out, act up and get boxed in the mouth Cause you're just playing a gangster You've never weighed it out, small all So you've never hit no blocks in your mouth You ain't got love in north, west and south And I'm an east boy, you're a cheap boy I finish it when you start the beef boy Girls like me but I ain't a sweet boy So boy, don't think you can move to me You think I'll be sneak boy Cause I'm on my P's and Q's That's why I make more P's than U's Even when I've been freezing to slip There ain't no reason to Slipping, if there ain't a blitz between the clips That's slipping, no whip out
0: the, man, the Lincoln Chicks That's slipping That's slipping Welcome back uh, So we're talking about grime, UK's uh, subgenre of, of hip-hop called grime um, Has it ever broken in the US? I mean, it doesn't occur to me that it has So if it has, um, tell me where because <laughs> I haven't I? seen it <laughs> And if it hasn't, tell me why it hasn't
1: Yeah. So, okay. All right. This is, I I was just, I guess I should have mentioned up front. I mean, I was in high school in the UK from 2004 to 2006, which really was like a fucking great time to be there um, for this music. And, you know, I think there were... Did they let you play this at Hogwarts? Yeah, exactly. Um, And, uh, you know, the, I think the the first artist who got a little bit of attention in the US, I'm sorry to say, um, was... A man by the name of Mike Skinner of uh, Streets. Yeah, exactly. But um, that was—I
0: mean—that was really my uh, interaction with this because I mean that thing got a ton of attention. The Grand don't come for free, right? Yeah. Was that uh, was that album? And yeah,
1: no. I okay, I'm going to be honest with you. And this—I don't know whether this pisses off hardcore Grime fans, but because I've, I've listened to it in such a weird context over the years, but like, um, namely mostly in the U.S. Uh, and through the internet. But like, I hate the streets. I mean, I'm really—I find it. I just there's I'm never going to be able to connect with how like the sort of nonchalant, like the laziness of that guy's lyrical delivery. And, you know, I think that he um, it, it is it is very much a sort of proletarian type of music in the sense that he has a poor accent. Right. Like, you know, he's got And for Brits, that's the kind of stuff that it does. It matters. People notice that kind of thing. But. Um, but you know, I, thankfully, this guy did not become the Quasimodo face of uh, grime music in America. Um, but you know, there are a couple of other, I think, things I, I would highlight as sort of like f- the, the genre's first foray uh, on this side of the pond. You know, Lady Sovereign is a name you might remember. Mm. She had a she garnered a bunch of attention from like. Uh, U.S. labels like Def Jam and Rockefeller Records back in two thousand five and two thousand six when she dropped this song called Cheeky, um, and she did a few collaborations with pretty big U.S. artists, but it kind of fizzled out. And there's obviously maybe the ma- like the the master of the cultural mashup uh, of of that decade, which was M.I.A. Mm. And you know I don't consider her a grime artist; she isn't. Maybe she's sort of an electro clash or something, but like um, she was massively popular by the end of the two thousands and you know, very friendly um, with a lot of artists in the grime scene. So there was a moment there where I sort of thought maybe her popularity would become a sort of springboard for some of these other artists. It was
0: grime tinged. It wasn't Yeah, exactly. It was she was... borrowed a lot of different things from a lot of different places. It was what was so cool. I mean like yeah. you said the master, of the cultural mashup, but uh... Yeah. And then so okay, so the streets did crack the
1: door for a couple of other MCs here. And the the one that really, I think deserves the most mention is Dizzy Rascal. So Boy in the Corner, uh, which came out in like 2003 um, and was, 2003 or 2004, um, and it was, you know, he basically um, mixed it, you know, mixed the instrumentals using the guts of a PlayStation. um, And, you know, he was the protege of Wiley, um, the the sort of the grime megaforce I mentioned a few minutes ago. Um, And, you know, this, I think, was the closest that it got to... um, uh, American audiences or the most attention garnered by American audiences. But realistically, like it was pretty much limited to like, I remember pitchfork really liked that. It was limited to like the indie rock press. Yeah. Um, you know, it was never, it never to cross over in the real sort of hip hop right here. Exactly. It wasn't, it, I mean, I'm trying to think who dominated the charts in 2003, 2004, but like the blueprint by Jay Z yeah. was out around then. Like, th- and it Kanye wasn't was off. Kanye was just taken off. Exactly. Um, but, uh, you know, and then the last one I would mention, the sort of the almost, uh, you know, a, a near miss, again, was was with this guy, Tinchy Strider, another MC, um, who was a hot prospect to crack the U.S. market. Um, you know, and I think in 2010, I actually, I, I really thought that maybe that was going to be the year that Grime broke in the U.S. Um, he had, uh, you know, and I think that this is... Um, Def Jam picked him up Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, they really did sort of try and promote it and release it. And actually this is a great opportunity to plug one of my favorite grime tracks of the last few years. And it has this sort of, um, that dubstep beat that I was talking about earlier. Uh, this song is Tinchy Strider's tune game over, which was, I think it was really, it was Def Jam's attempt to sort of showcase a bunch of grime artists. So it had a ton of heavyweights from the genre, um, gigs, Professor Green, Tiny Tempa, Devlin, Example, and Chipmunk are all featured on this track. Um, and so we're actually going to pick up the tune. I think we should play it. And and I, I want to pick up like at the start of Procres- uh, Professor Green's verse, which is uh, you know which is pretty good. But then Tiny Temper takes over with this introduction to um and and instruction to his DJ, and he says just issue distort that bass. And it's like it's just one of my favorite lyric deliveries anywhere in the genre. So without further ado, I will shut the hell up, and we can actually listen to this thing. <laughs>
2: The book on joke here by Kerry Katona. No niceness, I run out of it, dumb it down. A bit ain't something I'm prepared to do. And I ain't never gonna run out of it. Here's something I'm prepared for you. I try to relax. but beef pacing inspires me. Facts when alive, be nice to Katie. Past the day I see a cage fighter in Jack. I don't want it tomorrow without friction. Jump into beef, both feet first. They make foes eat their words. I sit and watch them swallow their own dick. And she destroyed that base, man grew up in a raw estate Now, every time I draw my dates, tell like, i had how the fuck do you afford this place? First place, first place, first place Try act up, them, man will address that, call it pop, the man in the place Some am great, for goodness sake, I ain't got a cue because they know my face. Last time my watch, how to wind up on me, I was that. I ain't got time to waste, get it? I ain't got time to waste, get it? Try get hype in my face, get it? Got a big clipboard and I
0: don't Back at the Brother, Brother, Brother podcast, we're talking about grime, a UK uh, hip-hop subgenre. genre and um, Christian's really giving me a, a masterclass here. I, I don't know much about it, and so it's a it's a WTF, what the fuck is grime episode. Um, so we're talking about, and, the, and this is part and parcel with why you're ta- teaching about it. it, never really broke in the US. Um, why, and do you think it can? Do you think it will? Is there, is there a chance now?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, so for me, it's a little hard to see how the how both the music and the lyrics are going to break on this side of the pond. And I think, you know, part of that is because the music itself is is sort of, you know, it, it, it's part of a deeper tradition of electronic music in the 1990s in the UK that was never quite as big here. Um, so I think that on that yeah. side, a lot of the instrumentals just are unfamiliar to us in a way that... Um, and U.S. audiences that, you know, they wouldn't be to, uh, to U.K. audiences. So even if you weren't a raver in the 1990s, you recognize the sounds.
0: But trip-hop was pretty big. I mean, things trip-hop like Tricky was. and Goldie and, Different, you know, there's a lot Much of more down-tempo,
1: I yeah, think, though. Okay. So. Um, and this is, you know, and the, and the speed, you know, it, there is an aggressive quality to this. Um, now, that said, I do think that, that on the lyric side, you know, there's definitely potential for grime artists to gain traction, um... You know, after all, I think American rap and hip-hop is itself becoming so much more musically uh, diverse. Vicious, and there's a much yeah. bigger appetite for new sounds than there probably was in the 2000s. So, like, you know, there are a couple of UK grime artists, if they adapt a little bit, can can potentially be a pretty big hit. Um, and I think a few recent big breaks were Skepta's 2016 album Konnichiwa and uh, Stormzy's... Um, oh, by the way, I should translate that. Konichiwa means... Hello, in Japanese. <laughs> well, no,
0: but speaking of the sort of uh, translation, these guys have amazing names. I mean, this is... Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the one thing that I keep... That's a thread that makes me most curious, or ma- makes me most want to listen to go discover these guys, because, I mean, like... It's like the hip-hop fucking Dickens novel. I mean, it totally yeah. is. I mean, I could see this, you know, this is a, a gang that could rob a bank. This is, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, the the the, cre- the closing credits of a Guy Ritchie movie? Oh, yeah. No, so you have like, all right, so you have
1: Skepta. The other guy I was going to mention who who I think can break is obviously Stormzy this year, had that 2017 album Gang Signs and Prayer. Um, But yeah, I mean, just to your point, like other other names in the genre. So you have Dizzy Rascal, Wiley, Tiny Tempa, Stormzy, Skepta, uh, you know. Let's see, Devlin, Murky Ace, Scorcher, Tinchy Strider. I mean, come on, like this is awesome. The um, Artful Dodger,
0: Fagan. Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, you know, I, but yeah, I mean, there's a there's definitely a cool quality to that that I hope gives them a little bit of a boost. Um, you know, I think there the point though is underlying you know all, all of what we were just talking about is that there are some pretty big efforts right now to take Grime mainstream and, and sort of crack the U.S. hip hop market, and you know those are be- both really good albums. They may not be the most faithful thing, ultimately, uh, to the grime of the early 2000s that I think was so um, intensely you know I, not even British it was just it was so intensely London you know um, but so what you know music evolves and people yeah. take bits and pieces and they move them but to other it, places did
0: it have an audience elsewhere I mean is this massive in Germany or you know in Europe and the and no. Ibiza is it you know <laughs> are we talking like Peru, you know Peru's nuts for this shit or
1: no I think it really I mean I think it has been pretty much limited to the UK so far um, and you know it, it's uh, it's certainly spread around the country um, um, as sort of the, but, but I think yeah, that, you yeah, know, number
0: one hits now that I mean like number one hits on totally. the charts that are by these guys. Yeah,
1: exactly. Um, and you know, it's become, they have a now almost rival hip hop market, um, which is built on the backbone of, of, you know, of, of grime, I think, um. But you know, I, I think that ultimately it's gonna have to adapt a little bit if it's really gonna come into the U.S. market. You know, which is which is of course still the the biggest uh, the biggest hip hop market on the planet. And you know, it reminds me in that respect a little bit again of like the I mean the Britpop uh, sort of massive you know. Burst that we've we've talked about, and you and Jeremy talked about in a previous podcast um, not too long ago. But like you had different bands, some of which were more successful than others. Like Oasis was more palatable
0: to American audiences. Pulp maybe a little bit less so. Mm -hmm. And also, I mean, it probably mirrors that in the sense that you know, song number two was the song that broke biggest over here, and that's why uh, you know it was a it was a it was a uh, shift in gears that, um, you know, that you're saying may be required within grime to ever really hit the mainstream in the U.S. Yeah, I think that's
1: right. So let's, uh, let, anyway, let's take a quick listen to one of these uh, great tracks from Stormzy's new album, Gang Signs and Prayer, which is called Mr. Skang. <laughs>
2: shot my missed Mr. game check one two man skits again dickhead you in a dickhead crew getting gassed up by your dickhead friends it's like the man woke up pissed again if I buck these tricks again I got goons and you've got goons but the difference is your shit pretends and my niggas don't talk or rap no my niggas don't talk or clash no my niggas don't talk they mash Fuck boys, money you're talking smack they said Stormzy can't be the king of Grand don't kind of do radio sets Let's be where would all lights to a radio. Like, really, I can't stand these fucking pricks. I don't care about your fucking whip. Mom, if you're listening, close your ears. But told them pagans,
0: some of them, they come out enough from them. They all piss me off. Had one chance, they missed the shop. A link up, slips, then
2: we burn your bristle, and we laugh and buy and split the prof, call me gunshot, my call, Mr. Skin. Check one, two months, gets the game. They can't do crew getting gassed up by your decade friends. I
0: think I just welcome back to the Brother 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 podcast. Today, Christians teaching me about grime. Um, what are. What are, uh, I don't know, I mean, it, it, give me a starter kit for this particular genre. I don't know what to listen to. Yeah, well, I mean, first of all, okay, listen to our playlist. Um, that's why we made
1: it. It is called Grime Reaper, and it's on Spotify under the, uh, the Brother Pod. The you know If you just search for our profile, you can find it there. Um but beyond that, I think uh, a couple of great compilations were Run the Road Volume 1 and Run the Road Volume 2. Um, these were released back in sort of Grime's heyday in the early and mid-2000s. Um, and they really show off some of the best artists and sort of sounds of that moment. And, you know, for what it's... worth, I think this, this is a really great entry point um, through those two compilations because Grime was still super raw. And you can hear the influence of London's sort of that West Indian dance hall in the UK garage sounds. Um... I was always, you know, I, I think um, struck again by by sort of Dizzy Rascal, who I think uh, you know put out one of the seminal albums and "Boy in the Corner." Um, it is so like there's such a cool beat minimalism to that. Um, you know, it's there isn't there isn't a sort of there's just no warmth in the music at all, um, which is pretty incredible. It's pretty esky. It's very esky, Wyndham. Excellent use of the word. Thank um, you. And uh, and then finally, I would say check out Wiley's 2017 album, The Godfather. Um, you know, we actually I, I think I think I mentioned this on like one of my favorites of uh, the first quarter of 2017. But it's uh, it's it's sort of his farewell to uh, the world of music. I mean, he's sort of packing it in and says this is going to be his last album. Um, I I hope that's not true, but um, but you know it, before he sets himself adrift adrift on an ice. Uh, float. <laughs> on a nice float in the uh, yeah exactly in the in the North Sea, um, but you know I think th- what's cool about this is that you know he really was such a progenitor of the genre um, and this album is sort of his retrospective it's his you know love letter to it right so mm-hmm. I mean he really does um, uh, look back on you know the highlights of, of the mid two thousands and you know does a does an awesome um awesome job at sort of pulling all those different sounds together and featuring a lot of the great artists that he helped set up um so guys like jme jammer um you know and and you know bigger guys now like stormzy who are really sort of inheriting the uh, the mantle and they're they're going to carry on the torch
0: well, that's great um let's give a listen to uh, well, let's listen to something off
1: um, Off the Godfather now, uh, Birds and Bars, and then uh, when we come back, we can uh, do a little What are you listening to? segment and add songs to the uh, One Thousand Top Ten Songs playlist. All right.
2: Yo, see hey, Boy. Hey, boy. Done no digging up teas up, man than a remix Then I came through with the bars of weight Cause I'm a realist Can't go against my scene even if you're the realist I base my career on proving myself to non-believers my name's gonna ring bells to newspaper readers. Quietly, quietly, yeah, that's one of the achievers. Most of my gal in my cool, but some of them are divas. You win some, lose some, then you gotta go take a river. Man, get we got a gal like Julius Caesar. I nearly killed myself on the highway just before you reach Peter. Blood, I was lean already, but now I wanna go home and get leaner.
0: I should've went sleep, or I shoulda too, but I never done either. Welcome back to the Brother, Brother, Brother podcast. Uh, Today we talked about grime, but right now we're going to end this podcast the way we end every podcast by uh, asking the question, Christian, what are you listening to? Well, uh, in preparation
1: for this podcast, um, and uh, actually a few weeks ago, I was was looking for sort of a a history of, um, of grime. Uh, to read and you know there's not a ton out there um, but actually last year uh, Hattie Collins and Olivia Rose wrote this uh, um, well sort of I guess edited compiled this, this pretty great oral history which is you know it's it sort of uh, it's a coffee table book it's called This Is Grime um, but it is you know interviews with artists, um, and sort of testimonials about, you know, how, uh, how this genre really first developed. And it's, it's also really incredible photos that I'd never seen, um, in scouring the internet and blogs and, you know, whatnot for, uh, for, for information about this stuff early on. So they've done a really wonderful job of sort of pulling it all together, um, in, uh, in one volume. So check it out.
0: Huh. How about you, Wyndham? Um, well, I'm going to do a little three for here. One is, uh, Christian and I went and saw uh, our good friend and uh, the person who who put the theme music at the beginning of this podcast, Simon Doom, the other night um, at Pyramid Club in, in the East Village. And I have been listening to Simon's uh, the uh, sort of uh, pre-release um, copy of uh, Simon's Baby Babyman uh, disc that I highly recommend and I believe comes out. In the not so distant future. So um, keep an eye out for that. And uh, you can listen to his first single, I Feel Unloved, which um, uh, uh, The Enemy picked as one of their top songs of of the beginning of 2017. So congratulations to him. And um, I think it's a great song. Check it out. Uh, The other two things are more retro for me. I have. Been deep diving on what I think is the least well-regarded Led Zeppelin album, but one that I always loved, In Through the Outdoor, Uh, late 70s. Everybody was kind of burned out, and John Paul Jones took over and put out what I think is a great album. I think probably most Zeppelin fans think it's kind of soft and synthy and a little too much, but um, big fan here. Now we're going to add a couple songs to the 1,010 Greatest Songs of All Time or whatever we're calling that uh, this week, or however we're misappropriating that title this week, Um, what song would you like to add to our Infinite playlist? All right. I think I'm going to
1: add uh, Skepta's song off an earlier album, uh, his Greatest Hits album, um, or rather he titled that album Greatest Hits back in 2011. Um, An ambitious move. I've always liked when artists do that. Uh, When they name a second or third album Greatest Hits. Um, but anyway, this uh, this tune is called "I Spy" and features another great grime uh, MC called Jammer.
0: I'm gonna go in a totally different direction from anything I've talked about and anything we've talked about so far in the show, but I am gonna I'm gonna thread this uh, back through by saying it's by another young, angry Englishman uh, of his time, and that is Paul Weller. and I'm gonna throw on that's entertainment by the Jam.
1: Great choice. All right,
0: well, uh, I sense that this has been extremely
1: educational for you, Wyndham, and I also sense that you're probably very appreciative.
0: I'm both of those things. I, <laughs> I knew nothing. Uh, I'm a blank slate, and, and now I know uh, at least what I'm talking about, now I'm ready to go, uh, I've got some listening homework to do. Awesome. Um, this was fun. We'll, uh, we'll catch up next week. Have a good night. That's it for this episode of Brother, Brother, Brother podcast. Many thanks to Simon Doom for our intro music, Hair of the God, and to our heroic producer, Damian Kendall. You can learn more about the pod at brotherpod.com. Tweet our mistakes and your recommendations and follow us on Twitter and Facebook. And it's extremely helpful if you rate and review us on iTunes. Until next time, on behalf of Jeremy Sartori and Christian Lewis, thank you for listening.